um, found myself just working harder and harder, coming in earlier and earlier, just so I could, you know, be on top of things, working later and later. Um, it even got to the point where my daughter had gone off to college and, you know, I found myself going home, fixing dinner for my husband and going back to work. And I how sick is that, right? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. Kathy Sexton is a productivity and profit specialist. She's a speaker, author, and business coach. She helps entrepreneurs and organizations increase their productivity and profit. Today, we really focused on the productivity piece of her expertise. In our conversation, Kathy gave three of her best tips for increasing productivity. She also gives some advice on what small business owners can do when they feel like they can't get everything done in a day. Really great conversation, so let's get right to it. Without further ado, Kathy Sexton. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Before we get to today's guest, I want to talk to you about a company that I use and love, Canva. Canva is a graphic design platform that allows podcasters, bloggers, small business owners, and really anyone create graphics, presentations, posters, and a whole host of other visual content quickly and easily. I use Canva for my business podcast and it saves me tons of time and money. One of my favorite things about Canva is that they have a ton of pre-made templates for social media. I can just grab a template, change the colors to fit my brand, and change out the image with one of their 60 million plus photos and elements. It honestly makes it so easy. The other thing that makes Canva stand out is how easy it is to use. I've used all sorts of other graphic design software in the past and the learning curve is really big. Canva is intuitive and something the average user can be proficient at in just a couple of hours. If you ever use stock photos, build graphics for social media or ads, I highly recommend that you at least look at Canva. It's affordable and it's going to save you a ton of time. Also, I want to mention that I'm an affiliate of Canva, which just means that if you go to the show notes or on craigstaley.com slash resources and click on the Canva link and make a purchase, I'll receive a small commission for referring you. You never pay any more, and it just helps me a little bit if you choose to use my link. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. Her name is Kathy Sexton. She's the owner and operator of the Productivity Experts. Welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate you coming on. Can you give us, the listeners, a little bit of your personal background? Sure. Um, My personal background is basically 30 plus years in accounting, anywhere from a bookkeeper up to, you know, assistant comptroller and, you know, spent most of my life, you know, was working with numbers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your business, you know, while it does have, you know, involves numbers, it's not specifically accounting. Give us a little background on your business and what motivated you to start the Productivity Experts. Sure. Well, uh, my last job in basically the accounting is that I was working for a corporation, basically. And 
I was in the accounting, you know, position, but I was getting ill. I started having Mm. um, different health issues. And then eventually um, it got to the point where I was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease, which I still have, but it's under control. So that's a good thing. But it basically is brought on and induced by stress. So it's something that I had to relook at, you know, what am I doing? How am I working? Mm-hmm. All that kind of information. And then when I realized what I was doing, I realized it was time to get out of the corporate world and have the effect that it was having on me. And so I decided to start my own at that point, a bookkeeping business. Oh, okay. You know, since my background is bookkeeping, that's I started. And then when I realized that small business owners needed so much more than just bookkeeping, you know, they had no systems and processes in place. They know what they know. They're good at what they do. They're technicians. They're, you know, they know their industry, but the majority of them have no clue on how to run the administrative or bookkeeping or the accounting side of their business. So kind of went into that. And then I was in that for a few years and then took on a partner and that did not work out. And then when I had to regroup everything, I realized what I enjoyed most was coaching small business owners and coaching because I could see the difference. I could see the difference I was making in people's lives and in their business. And so then that's when the productivity experts were kind of, was kind of born through, through that and helping individuals and business owners set in systems and processes and kind of find a better way to work. That's awesome. You know, I know you mentioned that you were dealing with stress and that's kind of what led you to you know, starting your own thing, your own bookkeeping business. But I, you know, I think I, I read that, you know, it, it was maybe as bad as work workaholism. So can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing that really caused that stress? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I call myself a reforming workaholic, um, you know, at the point I, at the point that I was in the corporate world and I, you know, and I've been doing this for years, so it wasn't just something that happened over, you know, it happened over time, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was very loyal, dedicated to what I was doing. I found myself in a situation where this company that I went to work for was growing and you know, found myself just working harder and harder, coming in earlier and earlier, just so I could, you know, be on top of things, working later and later. Um, It even got to the point where my daughter had gone off to college and, you know, I found myself going home, fixing dinner for my husband and going back to work. How how sick is that? Right. (laughs) And I finally, you know, and then when I, you know, started getting different, small, different illnesses, but then when I really, it was really because I was just, not, I was not working smarter. Like, you know, people say I was on that hamster wheel, just constantly trying to stay, keep my head above water and doing it with, you know, dedication and purpose and all that. But it really took a toll on my, on my life. Well, I'm glad you got that turned around for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you're helping other business owners with their, their productivity and, and being more organized. Can you give the listeners maybe two, three tips that that you think could help small business owners become more organized? Right. So I would say, you know, there's kind of three to four main things that I always want people to look at. And that is number one, planning. You know, we can, you know, we, as the old saying goes, we can 
plan for success, but we don't plan to fail, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to, if we really want to get where we want to go, or no matter what it is that you're trying to do, if we don't plan out. Now, the key to that is being flexible and be able to go with the curves in the road, right? Yeah. But having a plan so we know where what direction we're going, so we know kind of what that end goal, which is never ever an end goal, but where where the you know the direction that we're trying to do. So that's number one. And I think it's the biggest key, no matter what you're doing or what you're trying to do. For small business owners, I think another thing is profit, is making sure that you're really looking at a business from the profit side of things. I mean, we go into business thinking we're going to make money and thinking, but it's not driven that way. We don't, we think about revenue and we think about expenses. We're not really thinking about how am I going to pay myself and how, you know, am I making enough profit? So I kind of make that, you know, help small business owners put a system in place. So it's just automatic. So the profit is just automatic part of it. So, which, you know, is processes and everything. I think that um, small business owners, if they want to do anything successful, they have to have systems and processes in place to make sure that they can turn things over to other people so that they aren't really doing all of this stuff and wearing all the hats that they need to do. And then I think a partnership. And what I mean by a partnership is having someone, because we as small business owners, we don't do a lot of things because we don't have anybody to hold us accountable to them. Or we can say we're going to do them and not do them because we can say, ah, I don't want to do that. So having, building a partnership with somebody, if it's a mentor, if it's, you know, a mastermind group, if it's a coach, having someone that we're accountable to that will hold our feet to the fire and not just someone who will, okay, that's okay because we can come up with all excuses in the world we want. Well, I got too busy last week. I can't do that. But really ask the hard questions. So it's not as much as just finding somebody that, oh, you hold me accountable and they say, yeah, I will, but don't. It's really finding somebody and creating that partnership where you can help them, they can help you. And I think that's one of the big key in running a small business. That's really good advice. What advice would you give to small business owners who just feel like they're overwhelmed and don't think they can get everything done in a day or a week or a month? Yeah, so I think the biggest key is that we think we have to do all these things. You know, we can come up with a list of so many different things to do, but really what are the things that you as a business owner are the only ones that can do or that need to be doing it? You know, I used to, on my monitor, I used to have this thing, are you doing, is this making me money? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like asking myself, what I'm doing, is this making me money? Because we can get so caught up in, and part of it, I call it creative avoidance, you know, doing other things so we don't have to do what we need to do. And if it's cold calling or if it's just marketing or something we're not comfortable with, and really making sure that we're not doing the things we shouldn't. You know, we have talents and we have skills and that's where our time and effort should be because small business owners don't value their time. They don't really look at it as a dollar amount and they should 
You know, so that's one of the missing pieces. And when you really look at your time and what it's worth, should you really be going to the uh, office supply store and pick up a thing of paper, you know? I mean, it really is really looking at it. So thinking about how you can outsource, how you can barter, how you can maybe get a virtual assistant to help you and how it really can make you more money in the long run. And we as small business owners think, oh, I can't afford to do that. And that's a mindset change that we really need to look at. Yeah, you got to save your time for the the high level, the decision making, the strategy, the the planning and some of that type of effort. Correct. Right. Yeah, because that's what's going to make you the money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you're you're focused on organization and productivity. What tools have you found that are might be particularly helpful for small business owners? So I think, you know, definitely using something like either Google Suite or Outlook that has everything incorporated it and try to eliminate having so many different softwares, Mm -hmm. having something that even though it might not give you everything you want, but being able to have your calendar, have your task, everything kind of built into something that's really all working together. Mm-hmm. So that you could, I think that's really a very effective thing to do. I think one of the tools that I have found that's worked so well for me to help me stay focused because we do have a lot of chatter in our head. We have a lot of thoughts. Oh, I need to do this, need to do that. Yep. Is I use a program code focus at will. Hmm. And so it is a, it's a, you know, classical, not classical, but background music that can be anywhere from for people who have ADHD, it's really loud and, you know, bombarding music to really soft music, depending on what you, you need. But I can turn that on. And when I do, I can stay in the zone and stay focused so Hmm. much easier. So having something and really understanding what works for you, because that's the big key is knowing what our styles are. So just for example, on that one thing, I want to talk about music. I remember being in a class and the guy, the facilitator said, well, let's do this exercise. I'll turn on some music. Well, the gal next to me, who has since then became a very good friend, but at the time I didn't really know her, but it was like he took put on some classical and that was great for me because I can't work on something like that if everybody's talking and things are going, but that classical movie just let me focus. And she about drove her nuts. Oh yeah. I thought she was going to go crazy. <laughs> I can't stand this. I can't stand this, you know? So, you know, knowing what works for you, knowing what your styles are, knowing, I call it natural productivity style. So not just the music, but knowing what works for you. Do you make decisions really fast? Do you, do you need to think and process things? You know, are you an introvert, extrovert? Mm-hmm. You know, are you a process person? Or are you off to the next shiny thing? Yeah. Knowing who you are, and the way you work and the way you think really can make a huge difference in your productivity and your focus. That makes a lot of sense. Who would you consider a mentor in your life? And what would you say is maybe the most important lesson that they've taught you? So I have two mentors that have been in, you know, since I really started my business, um, shortly after uh, one came into my life, just after a couple of years in business. And she has become, you know, my go-to person basically, right? But I think what mentors do, and then I have another, uh, another gentleman, but, you know, number one, they've probably been there, done that. 
right? Mm -hmm. So they can actually be able to help you, guide you and get you, keep you on track. But I think the, one of the biggest things I learned from them is that they believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And I think that that's one of our downfalls is that because we've not gone here before and done that before, we start second guessing ourselves. You know, I used to guess myself, why would anybody pay me to, for, to do this? Because it came natural to me. So, I, you know, it's easy for me, but why would, and, you know, doubt yourself. And they really would a, able to believe in me and help me to believe in myself. I have to say that's probably the biggest, most helpful thing that they gave me. That's really good advice. I find myself falling into that same trap. You know, I, I know a fair amount about websites and design and merchandising and some of those things, but I, it's common knowledge to me. It's my background. So I assume like, okay, everybody knows that. That's just where your mind goes. I'm, right. you know, you could teach me a lot about bookkeeping. You know, I have, I have uh, tiny knowledge on bookkeeping. So yeah, that's, that's definitely good advice. What would you say is maybe the biggest challenge that you faced in your business and and how did you overcome it? So I think it kind of goes back to a little bit of what I just said and that's believing in myself, but it's around my mindset. Mm -hmm. Number one, even though I was an accountant, when I first started my business, I was not profitable. I was not paying myself. I wasn't doing what I was teaching other people to do. And plus, I'd never run a business before. So it was more before I did accounting. So I did the processing, but I didn't take it from a level. So I think that, you know, that was a really big challenge for me, even though it was my industry that I was working for. As a, it, it's totally different when you're the business owner. So that was one of the biggest things that I had to have a mindset change around. And the other one was my value is really valuing what I had to offer and believing in myself. And, you know, as I said, the mentors, they believed in me, but me to change that mindset around, you know, doing that. And then, which kind of all goes together, you know, is really staying focused, you know? And it's so hard as a small business owner because you're wearing so many hats you're going in so many different directions. You have so many things pulling at you and trying to get your attention to stay focused. And I think those are some of the hardest things. And I don't think I'm alone in probably those challenges. Yeah, no, that makes makes a lot of sense. What would you, on a positive note, what would you say is the has been the best moment in your business's history? The best moment in my history is, I guess, when I started making money. There you go. Right? <laughs> And, you know, I guess there's three, three things. When I started making money and actually making money and, and, and moving forward. Two is when I actually, people started finding me mm. and reaching out to me versus me always feeling like I'm trying to find you the know, next and, client. Find the next client and knowing that, you know, I'm either getting referred or that people are finding me without even you know, they heard a podcast or they heard me somewhere else or they heard me speak and, and reached out to me. So I think the last thing that I have to say is two years ago, I kind of, two, a little bit longer than that, I knew I wanted to go more, more virtual. So about two years ago, I started working on online courses. And um, actually, I'm finally, um, in the last 
couple of weeks been able to launch this. So it's That's kind of awesome. like, yeah, it's like birthing a baby kind of like, you know, you it's a concept and now it's actually coming, you know, real. And during this time, it's a perfect time to be launching online courses, right? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a baby only takes nine months though. So it's probably even more satisfying than a baby. So we'll go to a question that I ask everybody that joins me. If you could hop into a time machine and go back to the day that you launched your business, what advice would you give your past self? Hmm. I guess kind of, kind of the similar things that we've talked about, but believe, believe in yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing this for a reason. I think I would also tell myself to really look at my why, because it took me, it took me a while to realize, okay, well, why did I start my own business? Well, it it was because I didn't want to be a workaholic any longer. And okay, this fell into my lap. But when I really looked at why was I doing what I was doing now? For me, it was coming and realizing I did not want other people to go down the same road as I went. And so in the beginning, that was not my why. But when mm-hmm. I really began that, that's the whole thing is if I could have learned that a little bit sooner, you know, but really understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and what my purpose is and what do I, who and what I want to affect. And I'm sure, you know, how, how much mo- more motivating does it become when it's more than just you, you know, you're, you're helping all these people. Right. It, it, it makes a big difference. And, you know, and, and when you're working from what you're passionate about and what you loved it, you know, about versus it being a job or a mode to make money, basically, mm-hmm. it's a whole different ballgame. That's a great way to look at it. Well, where can our listeners find out more about your business online? So my website is theproductivityexperts.com. I do have a Facebook page, The Productivity Experts. Also, Kathy Sexton, you can find me on LinkedIn. I also have a webpage there, but most of the social media is either Kathy Sexton or The Productivity Experts. Well, perfect. Well, we really appreciate you coming on with us today and a lot of great advice for us. And I'm, I'm sure we could have you on another three times and you could fill a half hour. So. Oh, definitely. I think, I think we (laughs) could do that. Maybe 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kathy, thanks so much for being with me today. You're welcome. What an interesting conversation with Kathy. She was really thrust into finding something new after some medical issues that were highlighted by stress at work. She talked about having to build up that confidence that she was on the right path and having mentors that really saw in her what she didn't see in herself was so helpful. She's an expert in bookkeeping and accounting. We all have an expertise at something and many times we take that for granted. If you want to start a service-based business, first look at what you're good at. Is it something you love doing? Is it something that others don't know how to do or don't like doing? When those three things intersect, it's probably a good place to start looking. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, Go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School 
in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.